everybody. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Coco and Dalts. We're real people bringing you real reviews of all the latest streaming offerings on Netflix, Disney Plus, HBO Max, Amazon Prime. Am I missing anything? Um, I'm going to say no. I'm not Dalts. I'm not Coco. And you know, you say that every time and I'm always caught by surprise. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll so I, No, it's just like Wait, I should be pre- more, more prepared. Do you want to start over? No, I don't. Because okay. we, we, we really are rolling here now. <laughs> this is a good start. So what are we talking about today, Dalton? Oh, we're talking about the Netflix original that has gotten so much buzz on this, the very day that it has de- debuted. It's called Malcolm and Marie. And it's about two people. Named Malcolm and Marie. One guy named Malcolm (laughs) and a lady named Marie. And so uh, Malcolm is played by John David Washington. Son of Denzel. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, And see, I did a bunch of research before this, and I didn't actually uncover that nugget. I know that because he actually used to play for the St. Louis Rams, and when when he was there, Denzel would make some appearances in St. Louis, and it was, the the city was a Twitter. Well, uh, understandably. Yeah, it's Denzel. I didn't even, so this is, this is blowing my mind. I got to get this, uh, the crack research staff has got to keep me apprised of these things. Now I got to make sure that that's actually true and I'm not just smoking the crack. So please continue. Well, and then uh, Marie is played by uh, Zendaya, as we all know her from such movies as The Greatest Showman. And also she was like a Disney star. Right. Well, I, the joke was that's the only movie that I know her from. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so they play a couple, a Hollywood couple, returning from director uh, Malcolm's movie premiere that went off to much acclaim. And it's uh, essentially the evening devolves from there. He's high as a kite because he just like is riding an adrenaline wave. He's happy that his movie was received well. And meanwhile, Zendaya is totally ticked off because he forgot to thank her in the one of the speeches he gave not an acceptance speech but just sort of like a thanks for coming speech and uh yet it's because the movie is based partially on her life or so she understands to be true (laughs) and then the movie just kind of goes from there it's just essentially an hour and 46 minutes of yelling and crying (laughs) and uh really nice scenery including the people yeah that's my summary. So, listener, you should know that before we go to air with these podcasts, we discuss who's going to take the summary and who's going to take the intro. And Coco is always much better at the summaries than I am. So, I always say, let's do it your way. But this one, the summary is so simple that even I can't screw it up. It's like just two people fighting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I thought the summary was going to be, was you just saying, yeah, uh, Zendaya and John David Washington are in a relationship and they're fighting. And that's the movie. Like, well, that, that was what I thought your summary was. No, but I wanted to take advantage of, you know, being handed the summary uh, torch. Oh, okay. I wanted to do a good job. So I, I added a little bit to it. If it were me, I'd still be talking about their first fight. And <laughs> I'd go on for 15 minutes describing every fight in detail. Yeah. So because there is a lot of fighting, listener. So I, I made note of this. And I think that Coco, when I did this, uh, when I actually clicked the remote to see how much time had gone by, she was probably thinking... Oh, he's, he hates the movie. And you did how, pick up your phone a lot. And so the thing is with when, why I picked up the remote to see how much time had gone by is the first fight lasted 22 minutes. Oh, okay. So, and the first 22 minutes of the movie is essentially a fight. So that's why I did that. Um, before I go on and on, Coco, you tell listener <laughs> what you thought of this movie, Malcolm and Marie. John David Washington, indeed Denzel's son. 
our crack research team just handed me oh, that uh this that just confirmation. In? Yeah. Okay. So um Thanks Crack. Can we call them crack for short? <laughs> we did do a crack documentary review. So that's, that's true. Yeah. Not on crack. No. <laughs> Although that might surprise listener if <laughs> listeners ever actually listen to us. Like, well, they gotta be doing something. So I enjoyed it more than I thought I did. I was prepared to not like it, mm-hmm. much like the white tiger. I really wasn't interested in two beautiful people complaining about things Mm -hmm. for a couple hours. Um, Plus, we just had Marriage Story come out a little over a year ago. So I was not really wanting to watch this. But I liked it more than I thought I did. However, it is exhausting Mm -hmm. to watch. Mm -hmm. Both of the characters are exhausting and insufferable in their own ways. Zendaya's character, for me, was the more exhausting of the two. Mm -hmm. Um, At one point, she told... Uh, Malcolm, that he was an emotional terrorist. And I was like, well, dear pot, love kettle. (laughs) You know all about that, huh? It takes one to know one. Yeah. I I thought they both did a great job. I have never seen Zendaya in something that I was overly impressed with her in, but Mm -hmm. I thought she did a good job in this. Um, Even though her character was not my favorite Mm -hmm. part of the movie, Mm -hmm. I thought she did a really good job. Um, I thought John David Washington was fantastic. Me too. He stole the show for me. I I especially loved him in the parts because he's a filmmaker where he was talking about movies. Like at the beginning of the movie, he was talking about how he spoke to the LA Times film critic at Mm -hmm. the premiere. And, you know, like the first like five or six or seven minutes was him just like kind of monologuing about that. I thought he was great. He was really hyped up. Then toward the end of the movie, when the LA Times review of his movie came out, he did this huge, he had this huge scene where he was talking about that review, but also movies in general. I thought he was great. Um, the age difference between the two didn't really bother me. Like I think in real life, oh, yeah. there's about like a 10 or 12 year age difference between the two. I didn't, it, it didn't really bother me. Yeah. I didn't, I, it wasn't noticeable or aggravating to me at all. Um, yeah. So that's, that's my take on adults. What, what And you know, it was an hour and 46 minutes, mm-hmm. but it didn't, it it didn't feel longer than that, but it didn't feel shorter than that. Like it felt about right. Yeah. So I. Uh, oh, I and sorry. Um, the house was beautiful. The set was beautiful. I actually enjoyed the black and white. You know, oh, they're trying to be deep by going black and white. You right. know, but whatever. I thought it was amazing. Wow. I what, same with you. I uh, didn't really know much about it. I, I knew a lot less about it than you did. Um, going into it, and I was thinking, well, do I really want to sit through this? What is this movie? I don't know anything about it. But I had heard enough about it to know that it might be a challenge for me to be interested in it, and I thought it was amazing. I, uh, From the moment it started, it started, the way it started, it kind of put me off. I was like, is this going to be the whole movie? Uh, And yet I uh, was enraptured by it I, I thought it was amazing i thought the dialogue was fantastic i thought that the way they tear into each other was fantastic i thought uh the performances were fantastic i agree with you that washington was was really he was the star to me zendaya was very good as well um i think her performance uh, and maybe this was intentional by the filmmaker who is sam levinson who's the son of barry levinson he of uh rain man uh, fame um, maybe this was intentional, but I thought Zendaya's performance would have been assisted if she had been wearing more clothing. Yeah, that was... So she's a producer, and 
I read some stuff that said that she and Sam Levinson kind of talked about this script and kind of doing a project together in lockdown. Mm-hmm. So she, it seems like she had quite a bit of input in it and mm-hmm. she was like naked the whole time. Right. And John David Washington is still fully clothed. He's still got his shoes on mm-hmm. and she's just wearing a beater and panties. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we know you're hot girl. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it was not helping her case when she was talking about, there were certain parts of it that I don't want to give away, but when she was trying to make a case for being taken seriously and all this sort of thing, and she's walking around in panties and, and a shirt that you can see right through after she got out of the shower and you can tell that it's cold in the room that she's in. And, and it was just, it, that was, that took away from it for me because I was like, she didn't need to do that. I mean, she right. was so good to that point, and then that not that knocked it down a notch for me. Maybe again, it was intentional because there is a set piece in this movie about um, you know women and how they're treated and that sort of thing, and and in movies and by Hollywood. Um, but but that hurt her performance as far as I was concerned. She was still really good. Like it's, like mm-hmm. I I said, I've only known her from The Greatest Showman, and that she's only a bit player in that. Um, but uh, I was really impressed with her, and and Washington was was great. Uh, I've, I'd like to see him in other things. I'd like to mm-hmm. check out what else he's in we still to see need if to he's watch, just as good in those. We still need to watch Black Klansman. Like, yeah, I haven't. Yeah, I I keep saying I'm willing to pay like the three ninety nine on Amazon or whatever to rent that, and then we never get around to but it. But I'm not. So. <laughs> <laughs> I I will do it. <laughs> we have so many free or paid for <laughs> streaming services that if we go to do that, it seems like it's ridiculous. But. Um, this, this movie is more than just about... It's actually... I think one of the reasons that the critics are not liking it is because a lot of it has to do with movie criticism and filmmakers' impressions of movie critics and how somebody who's not a, a filmmaker can actually have a valid opinion and mm-hmm. how a movie critic can take something like a movie made by a black filmmaker and turn it into race, whether it's about race or not. Right. Like It's a really complicated sort of perspective, but I think one of the reasons that a lot of the reviews that I read are not favorable at all. I think that that's part of it is because the filmmaker or the, the critics are sort of getting uh, lambasted for it, right? Yeah. Like it's it, it's very much a criticism of movie criticism. And I did think it was funny too. She uh, He said something about, you know, people, uh, s- something about Citizen Kane or whatever. And she's like, people don't give a F about Citizen Kane anymore. And I was like, this is my argument that I made about Mank. When Mank came out, mm-hmm. and it was all about Citizen Kane, and it just kind of came and went on Netflix, and it didn't seem like it got a whole lot of buzz among the public, I was like, yeah, who among the public cares about right. that anymore? But filmmakers do, and you know, Mank is probably going to win like a lot of awards. Well, it got all those you know. Golden Globe nominations right. the other day mm-hmm. as we were uh, recording this. And I, I was surprised, speaking of awards, I was surprised that this was released in January because usually this kind of movie is released in December so that right. it's eligible for Oscars and that sort of thing. Well, I think this year all the timelines are messed up because of oh, COVID yeah, and yeah, like right. so much stuff just didn't get released. So I think all the timelines are still... So it's skewed a little bit. So this yeah. might actually be eligible for the for next Oscars. For Oscars. Yeah, yeah, the next Oscars. Because uh-huh. I, I think it's right in the sweet spot. Uh, it's not getting a good critical re- reception, like I said, but man, oh man, I... I I liked everything about it. Uh, now that it is problematic because Sam Levinson, who is the writer and director, is white, and there have been some uh, discussions about you know he is essentially the, the uh, Washington character in he's Malcolm essentially just by a different name and by a different color. Um, so there's problems there in terms of a white guy writing about you know black culture and things like that. But I, I didn't I didn't really notice it as much. I, I thought that it was I thought it was well done, and with the fact that. 
both Washington and Zendaya were producers involved mm-hmm. with this. They start, they're signing off on it, so they're, right. they're in, they must have had some input and some feedback. Right, like we uh, also, listener, if you want to go back in our archives and listen to, and I can't even remember the name of the movie, but it was a really bad Netflix original wannabe Lifetime movie. Um, Holiday. No, not Holiday. It uh, and I can't even remember who was in it now. Like this is how memorable it was. But it had two black leads, and when they cast um, the black lady as the lead, like they brought in consultants to kind of tailor the movie around a black woman's experience and life. And I'm sure there was stuff in there that I didn't even notice as a white woman. But there was stuff that like maybe they would put on the sets, you know. Oh, I see. Yeah. To make so, it more authentic. Yeah, to make it more authentic to having a black lead. So I'm sure there had to be probably some input in there from John David Washington and Zendaya. So it's not just, this is me as a white guy writing about what I think right. the black experience is. Right. And my head is so far up my ass because that's, right. you know, when you're white, you don't have to think about race every day. Right. You know? Yeah. And, and it, it felt like, as a white guy, it felt like it was authentic to me. Like, it felt like the characters were where they were black characters like it didn't feel like it was a white guy writing for black characters it felt like it was legitimate and i I, it's a lot it's about a lot more than race though like it's Mm -hmm. about oh yeah it's about relationships between men and women it's as i'm watching this i'm thinking this is every argument that every man and woman have ever had (laughs) because like the guy's like at, at one point he's like are we done fighting? <laughs> yeah, totally. And the woman's like, you know, oh yeah. We're Are you going to stop being an a hole? You know, yeah, yeah. It's like just, it's just everything was so authentic about it. And as as a listener will know, we are a couple, and couples do fight. And when we have fights, I was thinking, oh man, I don't usually when we're fighting, I'm like, oh yeah, well you're a vegan. Like it's not even an insult. You know what I mean? Like where they're they're the barbs they're they're exchanging are just amazing and harsh and terrible right. and so eloquent and meanwhile i'm like oh well your shoes untied you know like like right. I, I just don't know how to fight i guess i don't know i don't know how to argue right these two people should not be in a relationship no. together this is no. not a healthy relationship i feel like you're talking about them and not us right, right. yeah well but let, let's talk after the show so <laughs> you heard it here first listener Coco and Daltz, now the Dalt Show. <laughs> <laughs> Rotating guest stars every week. You know? <laughs> it's Bader and Daltz. <laughs> right, totally. <laughs> so the, the backstory is that Zendaya's character was an addict, and they got together when she was still an addict, and it seems to me like because they went like to Helen back together mm-hmm. at the beginning of their mm-hmm. relationship, like now they're just staying together, like maybe through codependency or maybe just, you know, for whatever reason. But it's like, I don't, at the end of the movie, like, I, I think they're probably going to stay together, but they kind of leave it ambiguous right. about that. Which and, is great. You know, which is good. But it's like, I don't think these two should stay together. No. Like, and she no. has she has a monologue at the end where she says, like, I'm the last person standing. And I'm like, you're both young. Like, like you're both in your 20s and 30s. This is not the last person standing. Like, you both have other options. Right. Like, you got lots of time left. Right. Totes. Yeah. As opposed to... Wait. <laughs> you're setting up this conversation after the show. This could be our last podcast, listener. This is not our last podcast, listener. <laughs> Said in Morgan Freeman's voice. This was not their last podcast. <laughs> I also thought it was really funny that um, 
even though this was an exhausting movie to watch because it's two people mm-hmm. fighting for mm-hmm. an hour and 45 minutes and crying there, there were some great laughs in this movie um so, i don't remember any of them but i'm sure there were some there was so there's one scene where the la times review comes out but malcolm doesn't have an online oh. subscription <laughs> he's got to get through the paywall to read it so he's just like where's my wallet and he's like freaking out and he's tearing the house apart and she's like did you look in your suit jacket did you look in the bedroom did you look in the bathroom and he's like i looked everywhere and then he comes out he's like i found it and she's like where was it and he goes doesn't matter yeah and it was just like so funny yeah. you know cause... it's probably in one of the spots that she told him to look <laughs> right and he didn't look right exactly so yeah. there there were some funny lines like that mm-hmm. that i wasn't anticipating because i don't remember there being a lot of laughs in marriage story mm-hmm. which is also about a relationship breaking down mm-hmm. and in that case they split up so that was that was a pleasant surprise for me was that there were some there were some moments of levity so it wasn't just two hours of you just being like oh god i want to yeah. cut my wrist with nail scissors yeah you know? it's just not you're not just being pounded over the head right for an hour and 46 minutes i, I agree I, there was some levity and and now that you mentioned it i i remember that but it, and i remember it as being a roller coaster so when i yeah. say that there's a lot of fraught you know, angry scenes and there's a lot of uh, sadness and there's a lot of back and forth and there, and there is some humor. So it's, it's really got to, with a movie like this, you've got to have some humor in there because otherwise you're just going to be, you're going to be so uh, beaten down by the end of it that you won't want to do it. I, I really like this movie as I mentioned, but I like it so much that I don't want to see it again for a long time <laughs> because I think that the, this, this movie has a very, the writing has a very David Mamet kind of uh, feel oh, to it, you know, yeah, like Glenn Berry, Glenn mm-hmm. Ross, where you're just getting hammered for an hour and a half, two hours. Mm-hmm. And it's so amazing while you're doing it, but you don't want to do it anytime again soon. So I like this movie a lot, like I said, but I don't want to see it again until I've forgotten a lot of it. And then, which mm-hmm. could be next week, who knows, right. you know, with my, uh, you know, I can't find my keys these days, but um, <laughs> yeah. it's just a matter of, you know, the dialogue and everything pops so well. And I think it's so original. I think some of the things that have been said in the in the criticism, I don't really agree with it. Like I, us- I usually tend to agree with, with most, like, you know, if, if 75% of critics are saying a movie is great, I usually am that in that 75%. But this is one of the few movies that I just like, I, I really like this movie. I really like the dialogue. I really like the, the setting. I really like the characters. Now, when I say that, I really like the portrayal of the characters. The mm-hmm. characters were not likable themselves. Right. But the acting of mm-hmm. those characters yeah. was just, was just fantastic. So, mm-hmm. and like you said, Coco, this is a you know this is an example of pandemic filming. So there was a very small crew. Uh, it was just two cast members, one set, one director, one writer. And if this is the kind of thing that we can be expecting for the next little while until we get a little bit further out of the pandemic with vaccinations, it's like I'm I'm all on board with this. It doesn't yeah. have to be car chases and and right. explosions mm-hmm. and massive uh, you know buildings crumbling to the ground or anything like that. Like this is a really well done pandemic movie this is a good movie for any time i think yeah i'm cool with that too yeah so what uh grade would you give adults well on cocoandults.com i gave it a four out of five which wow. is which is pretty high for me so that's an eight out of ten uh, based on uh, previous yeah. ratings uh-huh. that, uh, that i've given like eight eight uh whiskeys out of ten because there was a lot of drinking in this movie well there was also a lot of peeing so i don't know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> an inordinate amount of peeing in a movie i i can think of at least three peas that we saw yes off the top of my head me too yeah yeah so. uh what would you give it coco yeah i'd give it i'd give it the same i'd give it like a b 
mm-hmm. like a solid B to B plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we both enjoyed it more than we thought we were yeah, going definitely. to. Yeah, definitely. Especially when you opened it up uh, as we sat down saying this was going to be a pretentious piece of S. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. I, I didn't know that. And then I was thinking, well, usually you're right about these kinds of things. And uh, and I always listen to everything you say. Stop. And so... Uh, Morgan Freeman says he does not listen to everything she says. <laughs> <laughs> His inner voice was laughing out loud. Um, but I uh, I just really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I thought yeah. it was, you know, the way I, I phrased it on uh, CocoandDolls.com, I think this could be the movie poster quote, is a glass case of emotion. Wow. Deep. Yeah. Just like the use of black and white. Right. Deep. Deep. <laughs> Signifying more. <laughs> more than meets the eye. <laughs> so you got anything else to say about Malcolm and Marie? No, I recommend, listener. I think that it's worth. Uh, I think it's worth it. But you know, get ready to get your hair blown back off your face when you're watching it. Like it's not. Uh, you're not going to be sitting there watching Frozen or anything like that. Like this is. This is a movie that's gonna. It's it's a hard movie to watch, but I think it's worth it. I think it's worth a trip. I concur. Do you? And on that note, thanks for listening. We appreciate your support, listener. For another week, I'm not Dalt, and I'm not Coco. 